0: Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two.
1: Hello, everyone. Hi. So much for tuning in to help for HD Live. This podcast is made possible because of Teva Pharmaceuticals. Neurocrine Biosciences, the Griffin Foundation, and the Hereditary Disease Foundation. Today, I have a special guest on with us. Her name is Kelly, and she is joining us to talk about um, photobiomodulation therapy um, and Huntington's disease. So um, welcome, Kelly, with me. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kelly. Thank you. Glad to be here. So I'm gonna have you start off with just telling a little bit about yourself and how HD affects your family. Uh, yes, um, I, my spouse is a,
2: um, has the disease and we were surprised to learn about it. None of his um, family members had exhibited any symptoms um, of it. And so finally, Uh, he got tested. One of the, his original doctors, his his PPO doctor, not, I'm sorry, not his PPO doctor, his HMO doctor recognized it and got him tested. And that was in 2018. And since that time, we've been on an HD um, journey together and it has its ups and downs. Um, However, I really feel like There's many people that have paved the road, and I feel pretty confident of what I can expect and how to deal with situations um, that arise.
1: We're certainly um, glad to have you and sorry to hear about your husbands, um, but I know that you are taking good care of them. Um, So today we're going to be discussing actually a therapy that you guys are are trying for his HD, and that's called photobiomodulation therapy. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is?
2: Yeah, I want to try and share my screen with you because it kind of... Oh, can you um, screen share with me? All right. So I just had to... um, tell you the three different words of photobiomodulation. So we're just gonna take it separately. So I think that's a really good way for people that I've been trying to explain it to um, do it. So the first word is photo. And, you know, we know what, if it's just like photography, where you have a light that comes in and it, um, activates um, is silver halide in old technology or it activates, you know, sensitivity to a digital camera. But it's light, it, it is light that is used. And that's the energy that we use for photobiomodulation therapy. The devices all work on the principle of using energy from light. The light energy that they do use um, is on this light spectrum, but it's obviously invisible to us. And it is the near-infrared light. And that near-infrared light, if you look at these long wavelengths, like radio, microwaves, the longer the wavelength, the better it is to penetrate. Bio, what do you think bio is? Biology, right? And specifically in the work for biology with photobiomodulation, you're working with a cell. And so, right now, I theorize and I'm saying that in, with Huntington's disease, the cells in the brain are going to be dead or they're getting to be dead, but they're sleeping. And inside this cell, the thing that activates a cell and has the energy is this little organelle called, I call it the mito—mitochondria. It's a, it's a cheer. Go mighty, go mighty, go mighty mitochondria. And its job is to be one of the most critical elements of our cells. And this is just found out recently, you know, by um, researchers, how critical it is. Well, how critical is it? It's contributes to brain health. And they're really finding out, well, how much does it contribute to brain health? And it's virtually a key player in every type of brain disorder. I'm sorry, I don't know why this went back to, I did a lot of work to make sure that this was not this way, oh, well. Um, it churns out the ATP, ATP is the molecular energy source that sustains our life. It's like the little engine that could, right? Well, what if the little engine that could doesn't work? Like what if like with Huntington's disease, the little engine is dying or, you know, how are how can people get that back? We know where it's happening. We now know that it's happening within this organelle, which is the mitomito- mitochondria. How can we how can we get that back? So, they're looking at things like, well, how could it help with neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's? How could it help with um, dementia? How could it help with um, PTSD? Any kind of brain injury how could this now that we have this information how can we make it work but here's the other thing all all my research does anybody ever mention Huntington's disease not on their radar yeah so my um theories and everything have to go by all right we know that Huntington's disease is partly dementia Partly Parkinson's, you know, and so if I look at the research that's done with those, can I interpolate those to make it um, parallel Huntington's disease? So that is pretty much where I'm I'm heading. My thinking is okay. If these are working for this, can it work for Huntington's? I mean, that we do that all the time, right? We we don't know. Um, now modulation. This is the last part. Is tweet, you know, tweet, 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 tweet. It's kind of like birds singing, right? The birds are us singing. We have to change our vocal cords to make a certain pitch. And that's what we're doing. We're adjusting our voices to a certain degree or we're regulating our voices or, you know, even our breathing or whatever. We're modulating. And this is the probably the weakest part about Um, photobiomodulation that I'm not familiar with is this part about how these wavelengths get passed and it has to do with the energy density and the power density. I know it has to do with something with megahertz or something but I don't know. I couldn't figure that one out and I figure for our talk we don't really need to figure it out. And then therapy. Well I've done therapy on my knees, and I had to go once a week and work on it. Um, You know, at home, I had things. And so this helped me manage my life challenges and um, helped me sustain a level of quality of life. And so that's how we get the P from photo, the B from bio, the M for modulation, and the T for therapy, and you get the acronym PBMT. And if you're talking to them or whatever, you're going to hear that. So I, I think I did a pretty good explanation of it because it seems like it's got it's model, so you know it's very syllabic. You think you don't know it, but you actually do know it. Okay. Now, I'm showing you this picture of this uh, this um, baby because when I first introduce photobiomodulation therapy to somebody, they're always like, oh, is that, is that lasers? Is that, you know, oh, how safe is that? And I tell them, you know, phototherapy has been used a lot. This is the baby who has jaundice. Um, so, So now we're back to the mighty mitochondria and it's dying. How can this be observed for Huntington's disease? Well, um, there should be an error over here. I don't know why it's not working, but the, the research shows that if you introduce light into the mitochondria, it excites it, reignites it, it starts producing ATP more and more ATP until the cell can kind of become more healthy. And research studies have shown that yes, if you introduce a light, the cells can become healthy again. It takes some time because they're healing, but it can be done. And so that's where the therapy portion of that comes in. It has worked in research uh, reports with Alzheimer's with Parkinson's, with TBI, autism, PTSD, even COVID-19. Well, what's missing? Yeah, Huntington's. Huntington's. So because of all this information I have, and because my dad does this with my mother who has dementia for over four years now, I got one for my husband. And this is what the name of the company is that I use, that we use. It's called V light. And if you notice it's kind of like a headgear, mm-hmm. and it's quite raw. You know, this is, this is not a pretty, oh, you know, nice device. This is a very functional piece of equipment. And if you'll notice that he has these LED diodes around in it, like a headband and then there's one kind of um over here and then i don't know if you can see it but there's one on his nose so this one over here that's for your nose and each one of those targets the lobes of the brain so you have your frontal lobe you have your i don't know what other kind of lobes whatever you have but they um they have done that research for it. And let me see if I have another one here. Okay, and so when it's lit, you can kind of see that it's, it's red, but um, it's not, it, it doesn't have any heat. It's not, it's past that point of, of heat. So what it's doing now is it's going through the skull, through muscle tissue, and into the part of the brain that we theoretically say has dead cells and activating them those cells and bringing up this new energy for them and reactivating them there are some I want to say like retail kind of things that are happening in the marketplace now so that you're not you know you you can kind of be more prepared for oh what is phototherapy it's it's kind of becoming more of a uh um it's not as futuristic as one thinks anymore. So we have this one. We always use vitamin uh, the sun for getting vitamin D. And there are also ones for hair. You're losing your hair, you put these on, and you have hair growth. Now there's tons more LEDs here because you're only penetrating the scalp. Those are easy to do. Right. The ones that um, for the V light, those are the harder ones because you have to penetrate through bone. And that's um, basically the photobiomodulation um, discussion for that. Now, what happens um, how we use it is, I want to say irregularly right now. um, It's kind of like when I remember (laughs) which is about once a week or one, uh, um, twice a week. or And maybe it can go a span of two weeks and it has a timer on it already. So it's for 20 minutes. And so it'll just automatically turn off by itself. Now, the results, you're interested in the results, right? So I wanna say that I cannot confirm whether or not it has a improvement, but the last time we went to clinic, which was three three months ago, his physical disease portion of it has increased. But all the doctors said, you know, your problem is not cognitive. Your problem is physical. And I was very happy to hear that because, as long as he has his cognitive, that's you know a huge. blessing. Yeah, huge, right? Um, and so I will, you know, we're going to continue to to use it.
1: And you said that your your dad uses it for your mom. Yes, for and, dementia. And has have you guys seen benefit in her as well?
2: Oh, yes. Totally. Um, Now, what he did was um, when she first was diagnosed, we, you know, they did the path of medications and stuff, which obviously there's no cure, but the doctors were giving her something. And then he just started researching and encountered um, a doctor, an internist that was doing work with photobiomodulation therapy. And we went to him and they have a larger, stronger unit, like not a home unit, but a really strong laser. And he applied that just with a hand, like handheld um, on her brain and along her shoulders and along her back. And she had neuropathy in her legs and there was an immediate improvement in her legs. It was unreal because we took pictures of that. And then we, then he went to a chiropractor who specialized in neuropathy and his part of his neuropathy was the low-light therapy wraps for the legs.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And um, also some other types of therapies. But um, when we were discussing the head one, that's when he started to wrap her head. Mm, Yeah. And then he discovered this one um, doctor or I don't even, yeah, he's a doctor um, that was doing research on this kind of um, near infrared therapy, working with PTSD veterans. And they have had, you know, remarkable effect on them. And he decided to purchase it. And I really feel like She is still, still there, you know, she's definitely slowed down. Her cognitive is, is declined. Um, but I can see she's still there. Her physicality is gone, you know, way down. She can't walk anymore and things like that. But, um, amazing just to me, it's amazing what she, where she's at. And I have no standard for my husband, you know, because I didn't see him make a comeback. Right. Right. Um, I can only say that yes, on on this and all these other, I don't want to like shotgun approaches kind of things that we have to take for Huntington's. You know, vitamins, exercise, um, therapy, speech. You know, all these things that we do to try to maintain um, or prevent um, the disease from progressing as quickly. We kind of do blindly. We, we don't really know. And so I feel like this is one of those that to me has enough data for me to buy it and for me to use it. There's no contraindications for it. It's, you know, it's right. a headgear. It's not going to um, hurt
1: anything to try.
2: Right. right. It doesn't hurt anything to try.
1: Right. So, yeah, I mean, and it, it's been done in other, other disease groups and other areas of, of- medicine. So it makes sense to use it in Huntington's being that it's shown benefit um, in other diseases. Um, and yeah, I mean, if anything that provides a quality of life, right, like that's huge, especially when it comes to the cognitive symptoms. Um, you know, I, I for one believe that cognitive symptoms are the worst out of everything um, and the scariest because you use right. yourself. So yeah, um, yeah, I mean, anything that will help in those areas, especially if there's not a major risk involved. Um, it seems like a no-brainer. Um, right. Have there been any type of side effects from it? Well,
2: I I put it on, you know, because I'm like, I think I'm forgetting more. And so when I put it on the last time, I was up for two days. So I feel like if you don't have any brain disease, you're probably exciting the ATP a little bit too much <laughs> and, um, you know, you, you won't be able to, 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 to do your daily activities.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so how would somebody go about getting started with a therapy? Like, are there certain websites that you went to, to research, um, really good resources or, um, like even the product that you can, you can buy, like you've got yours, but you were mentioning the other stuff as well that your mom, um, used, where would people go to, to find all of that?
2: Okay. So the one for the brain, there's lots of products available for surface level things like, you know, skin, knee, ankle, those hair, you know, those are typical Um, very commercially available products. Um, The one for the head, this is the only one that I know of, that I know of and I looked again, just to make sure that there's not another one. It's the only one that can penetrate bone. It's the only one that, that that they offer this particular wavelength for. And it's very difficult to get this, it's very expensive. And so that's why there's only um, five of them, (laughs) you know, versus like the hair thing. There's, I don't know, 60 or 70 of those hair things. And um, because of that, we are only using this one manufacturer of it. And he has named it V-Light, V-I-E-L-I-G-H-T. Okay, and so there's tons of YouTube videos. About the doctor that um, created this device, and he's been interviewed by many people. So, if you go to the YouTube, you'll um, you'll see him and know how he even figured it out. So they use this um, use the device. And they're trying to develop more research. This is the guy, Dr. Lulim. Um, develop more research to find more brain disorders and diseases that the V-light can have application for. And what he's discovered over the time um, is that different light frequencies, I guess, or light rays have a different effect on different organelles besides the mitochondria. Hmm. So now his devices include what they call brain stimulation devices, Right. that's like cognitive, and then systemic devices. Now we didn't have those, the ones that we have are old. The ones that we have, there was only one model now he's come out you know they've come out with a number of them and the science behind it is um, they have all the research okay so you can find out more research and this is some of it is theirs but most of it is not
1: Um, it looks like it looks like they're doing studies uh harvard uh university of california Oh wow. Okay. So yeah. So they're at Boston University School of Medicine, right? VA, right. So there's a bunch that are doing. Yeah. There's
2: there's a bunch. And what has been occurring was, at the same time that he was, you know, doing research on um, near infrared therapies, so were optometrists, because they had been using some of it the, for their vision patients. And what the optometrist discovered was the patients would say, I feel so good. And he couldn't understand why that was happening when he introduced it. And he started to figure out that, oh, I wonder if the the light therapy is going into the brain and somehow doing something when I'm, you know, treating their eye. So here's another group that's kind of parallelizing, but kind of evolved you know kind of, they're evolving at the same time but independently. And then you have a large group of um, sports physicians that you know are eager to try anything. And, and they again were just this other group. So after a while, these groups began to learn about each other. And so there's now really a large collaborative network of research that's been happening amongst these um, diverse groups.
1: It's really amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just looking at this website just how how much um research is going on with it, um, right. which is really good to see. And these are I mean, it's large universities and um, and everything. So um, I'm going to make sure to include the link for VLITE on the website. So everybody can actually go and look, if you wanna look at the specific research, um, it is on there and that'll make it really easy. I'll just put a link um, on social media as well as on the show page. Um, but I, I find it fascinating just because this is something, as you said, like this is being used in other diseases, but Huntington's has not been mentioned. Um, right. So I did was... call, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying?
2: Um, I did call v light, you know, to ask because dementia is one of the first ones that had very successful results. But so I called them and I said, have you, got... and I talked to the scientist and they said, no, we have not done any um, research on Huntington's, which, you know, of course.
1: Right. Right. Rare disease. They're not going to necessarily look, look at it. Um, they'll stick with what, you know, affects the people most. Um, but it's also very good to know that it's been done so many times in dementia. Um, you know, and, and very exciting stuff. I'm really glad that you came to me and shared this with me. I think, um, I think it's just another thing to have in our tool belt, our arsenal against HD, um, to provide a better quality of life. Right. Like, right. goes back to that, that idea that if it's not harmful, why wouldn't you try to do it to provide quality of life, um, for people with HD. So, um definitely excited about this. Um I'm probably going to follow up with you to see as your husband continues to do it if you see any type of benefit like if there's just like where you were talking about your mom and how there was so much benefit. I'm hoping that you know over time you'll get to see that with your husband, but um but yeah, thank you so much for sharing this. You're welcome. And you know, if if there are any people that
2: are more interested about it, um, I'm open to talking to them more. I I really, I, I wanted to come on your show to share because I really felt that it's helped and, um, that let's, let's use it, you know, let's try it and make our own clinical, um, research on it ourselves.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to ask a, a question. What about your husband? How, does your husband feel like it's helped him at all?
2: Oh, no. <laughs> it's just another thing that I'm pushing on him, you yeah. know. Um, you know, their their typical answer is no. Right. Right. And and if, is is it good? Does it feel good? No, I don't know. I don't you know that it's it's yeah, it's it's. Um, to To get a, to get a, a feeling for that, it's gotta be just right. And right. Yeah. Um, that's not going to happen. I'm the one that can notice it like, oh, you know, that was very witty. Oh, that was my husband. You know, I can, I'm, I can kind of tell now when it's him and it's becoming him, uh, you know, more, I, I say to people that since we've been diagnosed and using the various tools, That our marriage has been the best.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's an interesting point, too, because we don't know, we don't normally, at least people who have not dealt with the symptomatic HD, like mid stages, advanced stages, you don't realize how much of the dementia really plays a role into things, such as um, I did not realize that sundowning was a thing in HD, even though I knew it was dementia. I didn't think about sundowning being something in HD and it very much so is, um, you know, my dad, uh, we we would deal with, he was fine during the day. And then about the same time, every evening we dealt with sundowning and it's like, he didn't know where he was, didn't know who we were. Um, and it was crazy because I had never heard about it in HD, right? Like I only ever heard about it in Alzheimer's. So, um, I, I think it's very interesting, you know, when you say that you see these glimpses of him coming through and, um, because those who are caregivers know what that means. You see, the um, and the majority of the time with HD, what happens is those glimpses become few and far between. And, um, so to have those come back At any point, more so, like that's a gift, um, right, and very exciting to hear. And a caregiver for sure is going to notice that, right? I think one of the things now that we're
2: talking is that he will start conversations now.
1: Oh, amazing. Okay,
2: Um, whereas before, you know, he was just so, you know, I can't tell what's happening, but he was just so quiet, or he would just sit and watch TV and not really talk to me, you know, unless it had to do with something with his schedule. Um, but now he actually asked me questions and that's a big deal. That's improved. I think that that's probably what has helped our marriage a little bit is that he's, he's finding some, com- you know, making conversation with me.
1: Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, yeah, that shows some type of benefit. Whether right. it's from that or or some uh, is he on any other medication? He is on osteo. Okay.
2: Um, for his Korea and he's at the max dose and so it's a concern now for for me because I do see more movements that's outside the osteo scope. Um, uh, he's on oleospine for um, sleep and for mental you know um, stabilization. And pantoprazole that's, I think, for heart or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then he takes NAC
0: um,
2: and some other, some uh, vitamin D, biotin, uh, multivitamin for men. Uh, and what's that other one I have him on? Oh, fish oil.
1: Yeah, so he's really relatively not on a lot of medication. He's. Yeah. That's really amazing. Then, to hear that, to hear him come back and start asking questions, because right, that's really not a lot when when you you're know. looking at what most people take for HD. So yeah, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, I think about if, that.
2: If it comes where we need to take more like some type of sedative, to mm-hmm. minimize the korea that could become an issue as far as him being able to you know
1: talk yeah discuss Um, but we're not there yeah well and if this can keep you from getting there for a little while longer that's even better because yes definitely when you get to a point where you have to do these stronger medications, um, like risperidone and, and things like that in order to, to control certain things, um, talking goes way down. Um, yeah. so I'm all for this. I think, you know, I think if it helps it, ha- it's great. And we already know as a community, like a lot of times the stuff that we, we see, it's not stuff that's being studied right now. So, um, I just can't thank you enough for bringing it to our attention, and I'll um I'll get the information up on the um, on social media and the web page, um, the show page. I'm gonna include the PowerPoint if that's okay, um, so people can take a look at what you were showing me because I think that's very helpful to be able to see. Um, and there's I will...
2: a, a drastic difference in what I prepared. Compared to what's there, and I did translate it to um, be onto cloud, and okay. I don't know if that made a difference. But all that formatting that I did is gone. So I'd like to be able to present to you, sure. uh, you know what I what I uh, created, because otherwise, I think it's a little bit more jumbled. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll try we'll try via email and see if if you send it that way if it'll work a little bit better. But um okay. but we'll make sure to include that cuz I think it's very helpful to kind of see what you're breaking down um and everything. Um so yeah, Kelly, thank you again for for sharing this information. Um for those that are listening, please go take a look at I, I'm going to recommend going and looking at the V Lite website. And the reason I'm doing that is because they have all of the research and collaboration on their website and um, the studies right now that are going on. And I think that's really helpful to know how much research is actually going into this. Um and I will also include um a way to contact Kelly if you're wanting to talk to another caregiver who is, you know, doing this and um you know, she's not only dealing with with her husband, but her mother has has been doing this type of therapy and it's been beneficial in dementia. So um, it's just it's it's really cool to see. Um, so, yeah. So make sure that you guys look it up. Um, For those that are interested in coming on the podcast for our HD Uncut series, or if you have something similar to this where you guys are trying something that's not necessarily seen in research for HD right now, I'd love to know. Um, We're all here to help each other and collaborate and, um, you know, try to find ways to make quality of life better. So I want to hear from you guys. My email is lauren at Help. 4 hd.org that's h e l p the number four hd.org um, you can send me an email or you can find me on social media and send me a message and i'm happy to have you on and talk about whatever you'd like whatever you're dealing with with hd and until next time guys take care
0: and love you thank you for listening